Boo! <laughs> Sorry, didn't see you there. Welcome to When Will It End, the movie podcast where we... Wait, can we go back? What? Boo, no wait, I didn't see you there. So yeah, what's, was, the, what's the thing there? You're doing, scaring I was yourself just booing, and then somebody was watching I was just booing you? in my personal time. Okay, and, so you're, and, are oh, you I didn't embarrassed? See you are you embarrassed that you got caught uh, booing? No, I'm just sort of pleasantly surprised. Oh, right. Because you're alone. Uh, well, no, you're with me, too, because you co-host the podcast, When Will It End, the movie podcast, where we watch the movies intermittently and occasionally share our feelings about but said we still, films. We still tell you if they're good. We still tell you if they're good. That's the promise. That's the WWIE promise. And we're always like, what up with sequels? Is they good or bad? And we mm. watched a movie that I would say might be the ultimate sequel. Wow. I think it might be the ultimate sequel. Wow. Not only because in 1997... It offers a pitch-perfect satire of exactly how stupid and boring film nerds are that has changed 0% in the subsequent 15, no. 25 years. No one got the, the the lesson. Right. The lesson was, this is stupid, and you guys are idiots. And yeah, die. Die. And everyone was like, what if we still argued about... I'm not going to name names, but what if we still argue about Alien and Aliens and James Cameron sequels and T2? And then that's we watched, us. I know. We're, we're the us. idiots. We're the assholes. Oh, fucking this Christ. movie make us look like dumb assholes. But I didn't... So I didn't get the lesson. No. No, neither of us got the I lesson. I thought I was an A student. That's. I think the point is that uh, being a pedantic film nerd sucks. Are we and, pedantic, though? I'm just saying it's very eerie to watch literally a conversation that you and I have had a million times on this stupid show as per- delivered by Joshua Jackson and Sarah Michelle Gellar when I was seven. Mm, you're talking about the um, the old films class scene. Yes. Yeah. Which is so funny. I just, yeah. I really, really, really love this movie. I think it's perfect. I think it's a perfect movie and a perfect sequel. Love it. I was just I was just blown away by this is a movie that I mostly like a lot of people I'm sure. I saw it when I was young. I remember all the action scenes. I remember I love all those action sequences, the all the slashing in the in the, the studio stabbing, yeah. and the stabbing and the the intro was so sick. We have a lot to talk about. We do. I want to bookmark that. We don't have to okay. talk about it now, but as a well, let's talk about it now. The baffles, the confusing yeah, baffles. So yeah. as a as a as a sound man, a man who's a professional in the sound. You do sound. You do audio work. As well, living. I know you're a storyteller as well. I'm a dream weaver. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who are in the sound profession. Sure. And I hesitate to use the okay. gender-specific sound guy, which is definitely a pejorative in my experience. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. You didn't I, say I, I can no, see I'm that now. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the sound person lives a difficult life. Okay. And I don't want to presume to have had their experience doing sound. Can I rephrase? Yeah. Because I, I, those are great points. You work with sound. Yes, that's a good, a I good guess way of putting it. it. You yeah. work with sound. Yeah, that's a good way of thinking about um, it. What happened? Why, why was the glass baffled to silence? There's a scene where... The glass, ba- the a, glass baffled us. Okay, so that's a recording studio. Right, so he's so, slamming on glass. Right, so you need to have sound separation in studios so that you can record in the silence. It's not that complicated. And so glass, like, but like the paint That's of extremely glass, common. So like... I'm knocking on a pane of glass between. No, that's the whole point. Like, wow. That's the whole. P- but also, are you doing the thing where you're questioning the physics of the horror? No, movie? I was just. I was. I wanted your uh-huh. expert opinion, which I just. Well, got. no, that's basic soundproofing. It just seemed. Yeah. It, it was strange to me. You hear that pop? My shoulder popped. Yeah, I did. You it's okay. Mic? I don't know. I guess we'll find out later. Well, you will. Oh, you because you won't listen. I I changed. I I deleted all my podcasts to clear it, and you I haven't just, resubscribed yet. I should probably do it. Damn, I'm not subscribed Brutal. currently brutal this is now yeah i'm not gonna miss it that's true no i mean i'm i'm gonna be 
I, I want to live in your energy more than mine. Uh-huh. So you, you did not like Scream 2? I fucking hated this movie. I'm so surprised to hear that. I found it boring. But maybe if oh. we watched it together, we would have had Maybe. More I think you're in a weird mood right now, though, because you've been working a lot lately. Maybe. I don't know. You're working more than you've worked in yeah, it's years. All, it's all just chilling. I'm just a chiller at heart, man. <laughs> so you're not a chiller at heart at all. What? You, you're not a... I don't know if I'd say that the core of you is a chiller. I don't think. No, I wouldn't. No, I would never hang with the chiller crowd because you know right. just, they'd be on to me. Really Those quick. fucking beatniks got to get jobs, right. if you ask me. They'd all be smoking reefer, and smoking I'd be like, oh, it sort of makes me quiet and uncomfortable. Well, as with Scream, um, and again, we're recording this not to date this, but the the emergence of Dank Brandon is upon us, and I feel comfortable now saying that I smoked marijuana at least twice in my life and one time was recently before the film scream and another time was recently before the film scream Two, oh. and and scream we watched in your basement i had such a good time scream Two, i like drove through the rain or rather my beautiful wife allison drove through the rain after yom kippur so i was mm-hmm. in the contemplative mood thinking about freaking life and you know so i smoked freaking ganj and then i sat down on the couch by myself and watched scream Two, and had the allison time of my life you? Allison uh, you. i don't think allison finds scream and slasher films as relaxing as i do they are yeah i think especially these west craven ones which like work on a fucking like you can whatever i don't know what the saying means you can set your clock by it but i feel like that's an appropriate thing to say about scream i think he's a a master of the genre doing meta narrative and meta critique on the genre so there's definitely and what i love about scream 2 is that everyone tries to do the right thing this time to avoid their deaths and and it doesn't matter which i love like you know i love that cc aka the goat buffy sarah Incredible. michelle geller um she was supposed to be in the first one right i don't have that at the, the tip of okay. my finger I but the, i mean god the casting in this every three seconds i was like oh my god timothy oliphant joshua jackson jerry o'connell like like every like omar epps jada pinkett like yeah. it just it's his ability to have that finger on the pulse of who would be good on camera is so incredible. And obviously some of these people are already quite famous or yeah. doing TV. But I wow. love that there was a space that, that it seems like the Scream space is one where teen idols uh, or 20-something idols or 30-something idols of all stripes could come and sort of slum it in a fun, classy genre movie. Yeah. And also, just so you know, in 10 minutes, I'm going to turn the oven off. Okay. So I'm going to have to go upstairs and turn That's the okay. I can, I can offer a review of the Bob Weir show Great. at Westfield Music Bowl on October 1st. So in like 10 minutes, we're going to do that. For 10 minutes? How no, long does no, the oven in take? 10 minutes. Okay. And then that'll Probably be- now more like 9.40. I don't know. Like it's all guessing, 35. Really. Yeah. I think... That's so chill of you to just guesstimate like that. Yeah, Maybe I ch- misjudged you, my friend of a decade. I mean, I'm... <laughs> Sort of a chiller, I think. Yeah, I would say maybe have a, a, a rough um, exterior, uh-huh. but down like sort of like a Boston guy, you know. Uh-huh. Down, like you might be a little like, "Ooh, this guy's a little high strung at first, but when you get to sit on the couch, yeah, with me, right, you might turn over like, "Oh, I thought this was all couch." If you were a murderer, it wouldn't like totally surprise me. Do you know what I mean? Wait, you think I? Like if I'm you were a, a I see. so yours the opposite. You I don't think, think you're. I'm pretending to be a chiller. I think you're but down deep. I'm ready to strike. You're wearing the 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 scream mask. The human skin. Yeah. The, oh whoa. Okay. Sorry. That's oh, just a chiller thing okay. to say. The human skin. Is that chill? Yeah, dude. Wearing the skin of a human. Right. It's a metaphor. Babe. I would argue someone. I'm, I'm not trying to look. I don't metaphor. judge. I'm not. It's a metaphor. What? 
good one. Thank you. Good Thanks, one. Garth Marenghi, for Garth my, Marenghi. my favorite been, bit. I already did the Dreamweaver to... joke earlier. Oh, my God. You've been all a Garthy. I've been... Um, did you think... Sorry, I just thought the way I said that word was wrong, but it made me think, what if we became all a Garths? And rather than being... A Garth you know, umbrate of sorts. Gar- yeah, yeah. We pr- we ruled the world in the, in the manner of a Garth Marenghi might. What? So they just kind of... That guy's just sort of... I that was know. just kind of it. I mean, that that another show where it's like Richard Iwate goes on to become a director. Yeah, Matt Berry has one of the stranger and more delightful careers than anyone in, in entertainment. And then the main guy just kind of does he write for stuff or he something? Must, but I'm not God. bothered to look it up. But yeah, um, I need to rewatch. I haven't. Re- My brother got me into it. De- it's great. Decades ago, and it's I remember- sick because like like any good satire, the parts that are just genre worship are actually really good. Yeah, and and there's a few of those effects that are like old school crappy effects that are really scary and weird in the middle of like the most gloriously goofy fucking thing of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, I should watch it again. I just remember the shotgun. Um, sorry, uh, that's a chiller thing. It's another metaphor. What just apologizing occasionally? Well, or? and mentioning violence. Uh-huh. Mentioning tools of violence. Listeners, is Charles chill? Email us, WWIE no pod at Even gmail. if we offered a prize, what prize could I um, offer? I will mail you, I'll give you one, one of, of my Charles's books. leather bag yes. books. <laughs> oh my God, you know, I'm just noticing. I'm just oh, turning please. my head to the... Please. Have I not before? I don't like to show it off. <laughs> this glorious... Dude, a chiller keeps his books behind closed God, doors. The sheer, the, you know, this menagerie of verbiage. Look, you know, most people <laughs> would would use precious upstairs like public real estate where guests might wander. Right. Like, oh, you have that in leather-bound hardcover. A chiller keeps his collection keep of Chuck Palahniuk novels in the basement. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Let me ask you this. Hey, this is unrelated to the chiller conversation. Next to the so, Tom Robbins ones. Too. So banish those. Yeah, he's bad at writing books. God, I reread. Yeah, Fierce Invalids. Woof! Holy shit! Yeah, goddamn. I'm it re- makes sense because those people just smoked really bad weed in yeah. the, the mid century. <laughs> They were just smoking mids, and they were like, it's crazy, man. (laughs) Get hip. Now we're smart, and we smoke violently strong weed and just sit alone in the dark and convulse and Mm. think that everyone's going to murder us. I'm reading um, Tree of Smoke again. Hell yes. And that's like the cool fierce... I don't know if you've read Fierce Influence Home from Hot Climates. I have not, no. But it's like about a journalist who goes on this... or I don't even... No, he's he's a CIA guy, and he goes on this fucking journey into the jungle... And it sucks. It's like libertarianism to the max. And Tree of Smoke is just like CIA guy in the jungle during Vietnam. And it's just like fucking broken and sad. I've been thinking a lot about Tree of Smoke recently. Oh. It's such a fucking incredible book. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's like it's like kind of interrogates this idea of spiritual warfare. But if it like goes horribly wrong. <laughs> I just got to the, the big battle scenes too, which are like so like I like was crying at just like how horrific this thing is it was it's fuck it's an amazing book vietnam not good you heard it here but it's we all know it's not good and then mm. just some some author who didn't go to he was not in the war i imagine dj yeah dj den john i don't think so penis <laughs> penis johnson <laughs> i call him penis johnson sometimes yeah. um i don't think he was in the war but you know he just imagined it so weirdly that i really you know, growing it. up named penis johnson must have been hard and it I, explains some I of the darkness of his it. work I think he kinged it. Yeah. Can I ask you a question unrelated sure. to the chiller conversation? Yeah. Would you ever hunt a human for sport? And if you did, would you consider it to be the greatest game? Too rough, I think. Too hard. Too boring. I'm not a laser tag guy. Okay. I, I think, you know, maybe I'd get caught up in the moment if it was real. But I find laser tag to be 
I don't know how to say this that isn't offensive, but I find it's it... It's beneath you. I find it idiotic. You find a laser tag doesn't quite stimulate the sort of, you know, intellectual bohemian approach to life that you've adopted as a chiller, yeah. where you consider the, the, the headier things. Right, yeah. I just, the running about in the mall, not right. for you. I realize I'm wearing a plastic thing, holding a plastic thing, and it's like, what's stopping me from just... God, this is not going to sound chiller but, at all. But even what's the, stopping me, even if I get shot... From just using the plastic gun and bashing this person's head in. I liked all the gun stuff in Scream too. Yeah, I fucking lo- Jerry O'Connell getting like, shot and Laurie Metcalf. God, I fucking, fucking love Laurie Metcalf. She ruled. The ending is so good. I didn't like it. Why not? I'm so bored. Why I think is it? I didn't. Great. I didn't like it for the same reasons you liked it though, which is interesting. Uh-huh. I think to me, my letterbox review was. Wes Craven was so committed to making a bad horror movie sequel that he made a bad horror movie sequel. I think his my my review was five stars masterpiece. His critique of it was so like this is the thing when people people I'm a writer and I'm a chiller. Wow. So when people ask me about writing, you know, I always say like it's good to write about boring things, but when your piece becomes boring, you might have a problem. And this is what I found. I found this to be like this is a critique of the horror genre. It's because this is what makes a silly. This is why like the industry is bad. The movies are bad. And to me, all it was was just like the ultimate version of a shitty horror sequel. Oh, that's so interesting. I I thought that the performances were better. The camera work really? was better. The direction was better. It was yeah, tighter. Um, I love Nev Campbell's performance. I think to me again, like when I think about like satire or things like that, I think about. Mm. The band fucked up a lot, like the Canadian hardcore band, because they're famous for in their early days and they wrote singles. They would write singles like Police or Generation, which are these incredibly vague song titles. And the lyrics, if you actually interrogate them, rather than being anthemic in a meaningful way, are just parodies of hardcore anthems. So like the song Police has the line, you know, shitty band, the police. You know, like it just it's 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 just like trying to make the ultimate generic hardcore song about cops or in generation. Right. It's an anthem written to be as vague and generic as possible. But the thing about those two songs are they fucking rule. They're not just making fun of the genre. They're celebrating it to, by. Yes. And it, from in my opinion, all of the investment that we've put into these characters pays off in this movie in a way that it feels honest and interesting. I love watching their relationships develop. I love the idea of rather than because so much of the scream experience is like overthinking the horror movie. And I love that compared to Friday the 13th, where we just watched like oh wave after wave of teen march into their like, you know, ironic death after one after the other. Yeah. And this were like, well, you know, Gail Weathers reporter becomes Gail Weathers in the middle of the story. You know, you know, Sydney, the, the victim becomes Sydney, the, the main, like she's locked in this passion play that plays out literally at the end of the movie on stage because she's, people want her to be that. And the fact that we stay with these people and their emotional relationships develop and their experience, like what would it actually mean to have this happen all over again? And the fact that it gets like weirder and sillier and also simultaneously, in my opinion, uh, better directed and tighter. I, I just, I had such a blast watching it. That's great. And I loved the, the silly misdirection. I loved, I just. Well, that's why I want to, I want to live in this space. My space is boring. It's short. It's, you know, I didn't have a great time, but um, I, I want to hear about these moments because for me, they really felt, I, so, so Scream 1, I enjoyed it, I think, because I really liked the performances. I loved the characters and, I don't know. 
it's interesting, but like I found, especially the two, you know, I guess I'm a boy's boy. I'm, I'm labeling myself a lot tonight. I'm a chiller. Chiller, boy's boy. Um, I like the two murderers in the first one a lot. I found their performances to be very physical, very weird, very tongue oriented. And I was really into them as like the obvious focus of everyone sort of doing stuff around them. And I think the void filled by having the main bad guy be Oliphant, who was fine. And then the who's the guy who plays um, the person who she sent to jail by accident? Liev Schreiber? Yeah. Liv fellow Sh- Hampshire graduate? Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone just was, like, so much more muted in this movie. I didn't have... Cotton was muted? Yes. He was just like... Diane Sawyer sounds pretty fucking good right now. He just, like, he just, like, right shows now. up and is like... Hey, uh, so I and it's creepy. And I need my. That 15. seems awesome. Yeah, it's fine, but it's just like I feel like for me, what held this together was the like buoyancy of being alighted by just like powerful, crazy performances that made the violence be like exist within all this, and everything felt so grounded in this movie. I, that's what I liked yeah, about it. And I'm glad that you is loved that I felt it. like I think all the stuff with Dewey and Gale was like actually oh, really boy. compelling yeah. drama that I enjoyed. Where I was like that, like. I think Arquette is way better in this movie than the first one. I too. And I love their conversation. Like, you know, where he's like, what if that was all my clever ploy to lull yeah, everyone to a false sense of suspicion? And of course it's not. No. And I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I thought, I thought Schreiber went like, I kind of took the opposite away. I was like, damn, he's kind of going, he's kind of going really? for it. Cause the scene in the library where he intimidates her about the Diane yeah. Sawyer interview. That scene was insane. And I'm again, offensive term. He didn't but, like Jerry O'Connell like, doing an elaborate that... song and dance to win over his girlfriend's heart in the, <laughs> in the mess. No, I, I loved that. Really. I was like, "What?" Is, is, that felt like such a callback this, to like Friday in, the Thirteenth. The scene in the li- yeah, I didn't really like Friday the Thirteenth, but the, the scene in the library where she is getting text messages or inst- instant messages where she's being threatened to death, and then suddenly like Cotton shows up and's like, "Hey, so this is a pretty good time to talk about." It's a movie, <laughs> I know, it's motherfucker. Funny. Yeah, why it's like it's just everything is so weird in this movie, and in a way that kept kicking me out. As like, here, look, we're doing this thing. And I never like the first one did the the meta satire to me in concert with the movie. And this felt like I was watching two different experiences and they never quite meshed. Huh. But uh But but there's so much there's all these echoes and repetitions that are so brilliant. We're like we haven't even talked about the intro to this movie, which is so fucking yeah. good. So let's I'm gonna um I probably hasn't been ten minutes, but my heart is telling me that the roasted. Okay, so I should go into the, the Bob done. Weir. So I'll be back corner. in a minute. Okay. I'll be right back. Okay, well Charles goes to attend to the pizza. I'll uh, walk us through a little bit of my experience at a place I call the Westville Bowl. That's right, in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, Bob Weir and Wolf Bros kicking off their fall tour, running up to a run of shows at the Kennedy Center, backed by the National Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh. Yeah, so we got a fucking Salt Lake City bust out. Are you kidding me? Off of 1978's Heaven Help the Fool, right into a Catfish John. Where are we? A JGB show? And Charles is back. How's that pizza looking, buddy? Oh, I mean, it's it's not pizza. Yeah, it's just a roasted vegetable. Wow. Roasting some onions, turnips, and sweet potatoes. Put on a teeny sauce and... A teeny sauce? A tiny. tiny, So small, this sauce. Um... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the the intro to this movie was so fucking great. I love, uh, you know, uh, Jada Pinkett rules, Omar Epps rules. Yeah, just, so let's, the, let's that, that environment that he creates, where the, the movie theater full of the scream killers, like that's yeah, so, no, that's I, such a great... I really like the opening. Yeah, and it made me, I mean, especially post COVID twenty nineteen, 
it just made me like, oh, fuck. Horror movies were so fun to see in the theater. I remember seeing Don't Breathe in, in Williamsburg, uh, and it was just one of those great... I went with like six friends. Everyone fucking freaked out. Yeah. It was awesome. And it's like, it honestly seemed, again, this is not a critique, but it was like, it's been so long since I've been in, obviously it was a little heightened. No one's like stabbing people and shit, but it's like, it just felt like another world. It was just like some future that, or I guess it's a past, but it just felt like that is maybe never coming back. I don't know. Or in like 50 years. The 90s multiplex? That's not coming back. Yeah. That it's was just a, like, and, yeah. But like just being surrounded by people and just being in a space that was all about this violent movie that they're about to watch. I don't know. The energy from that scene was really fun. Yeah. I just like, fr- from my vantage point, the fact that Craven is going so hard into this meta thing so quickly so that the first thing we see in the second movie is the movie about the events I of Scream. That. Heather Graham is Drew Barrymore. Yeah, she was supposed no who was supposed to be Drew Barrymore in the first I, you don't no want... she, she was going to have a larger role but she agreed that's to take right, on the smaller right, role right. okay. uh, she just wanted to be in it or, or something like that but regardless like I just like from second one of the movie we're just sort of left being like what is and maybe this is this is where we split on this where like I sort of bought in or, or fe- uh, enjoyed the trick being played and you didn't ultimately swallow the pill on this one mm-hmm. but you know I like that a movie that's this it's a it dives into the the core of the issues from the first second in this way that's so sick. We're like, you know, we're like, especially because we watched these relatively back to back. I'm like, he's recreating worse shots of his own movie. Yes, they're exactly. The- <laughs> it was like Friday the 13th shots. It was right. so reminiscent. I mean, like, wait, why would you put the camera way the fuck over there or everyone's like out yeah, of focus so and small from a master, a, a, a master director who I believe, you know, directed the fucking shit out of this movie that I really love. You know, he's making literally worse scream in front of us and showing this like horrifying pack of like, mostly male aggro lunatics like getting off to it and like i i just i don't know i i guess it seems like it'd be so easy for this to be silly but he really is so interested in violence and so interested in in the effects of media on people that it just feels like a unique space in a blockbuster horror movie to like play with these ideas in such a straightforward way and then again try to honestly make a very good movie out of that critique. And I, I think he succeeds. Mm, great. Um, I think I found, what was your, I mean, let's do the MVD right now. Cause I sort of want to talk about the violence. I found the violence to be sort of when it happened to be more intense, but overall I felt like there was so much more lull between attacks that I honestly don't even, that was another thing. I felt like, so much more focus was put on these relationships, which I found to be fake, which I think you really liked. Which oh, I love them. I love that everyone shows up from the the, the shared trauma of uh, of what Hillsborough. I think, yeah, I found the whole thing to be so contrived that it was like, I didn't ever believe that anything was happening. And then the fact that the violence was so like scattered throughout this horror elements were also pretty tame. And that's Portia de Rossi as one of the, one of the, the uh, sorority girls. Who's wait from Arrested Development? Portrait of Rossi. Huh. Okay. Lindsay. Lindsay Bluth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's in this fucking movie. Yeah, it's a good cast. That's all. Sorry, I had to get that in there. Great. Good. Just get them all in. Get them all in. I'm not going to stop you. But yeah. So what was your like? What was your scene of of um horror that was like? thrilled you the most oh i, I loved you. randy's death getting dragged into the van and stabbed mm-hmm. to death was i think that's like really intense but I mean, the cc's death that entire sequence sarah michelle geller's death that that sequence is fucking phenomenal 
I love it because it's literally what happens. Paint a picture. Well, it's funny because we've already seen we've already seen Heather Graham's like pseudo Drew Barrymore stab version of Scream happen, and then he's like, "I'm literally going to do a sequel to the Drew Barrymore thing, where the the probably the biggest stunt cast of the of the movie, Sarah Michelle Gellar, gets this entire like six or seven minute sequence to herself where she's stalked and killed." All of the phone call, just like mm-hmm. the beginning of Scream. Do you know what era of Buffy this this was released? Ninety seven. Yeah. So she's probably she's probably talking. quite. I mean, was she in college yet in Buffy? This I'll, is probably I'll look it up. pre because that's season three. So I'm assuming this is relatively early in the Buffy run. Okay, but she was quite famous. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's that. that's not, not a not a not a mistake. To yeah, have no, but her. I was curious how like aligned with her Buffy verse this but, but was. It, it's just like it, it's like a continued thing where like you know courtney cox does this to offset friends for example does the first movie to so okay, so all... buffy started in 97 so she's so gee, there's, it's a huge yeah. hit and like so she's riding high this is a big a big year for her wow. um but so yeah in my mind after seeing the shitty re- remake of the of the drew barrymore death in the first movie we then get the actual sequel to that later in the movie with cc where another blonde stunt casted legend of the screen uh, get stalked and and ultimately brutally killed, just like uh, again the first movie. And I think the cruelty of her like being thrown out onto the street is is just such yeah. like a brutal image. I I, I don't know that she that really lingered hurled. with me. Yeah, it was really it's much more. I'm I'm going to use this term. It's not a it's not a complaint, but it's sloppier. Like this movie feels more realistically in the violence, where it's other than a few staged moments with the knives being like very in the camera. Like her death was as though they just took one take. It's like, hey, you throw um, Buffy off a roof. It's brutal, and it just was like really clumsy in a way that felt very authentic. And that plays into the narrative of like a shittier reproduction of this other thing. Yeah. So Craven, in my mind, is like really using his big shot at making a big sequel to really interrogate that concept and on many different levels. I think it's easy to get caught up in the in the hokey, like the you know. There's a hokiness to the very broad verbal satire, which I think is deliberate. I think he loves casting this, th- th- doing this wooden dialogue with these idiots, like because it's, it's a tribute to these movies that he loves um, and made. Uh, but at the si- simultaneously, in a more subtle way, we see in these cycles and in this repetition and in these, you know, o- other versions of that reproduction that vary in their quality. Then it's deliberate. Like, I think the CC death is a better version of the opening to Scream, coupled with, like, you know, Timothy Ol- Mickey's character, uh, Mickey, the, I think it's like, the reference is the, the Quentin Tarantino film student, which yeah, I think is funny. I think that was him. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. him. Like, he's doing a worse job than the actual crazy guys. So, like, th- there are well, these concepts about. Those guys were pretty bad at it at the end of the day. Their end game lacked. Uh, that was incredible. Yeah. Right. Hi, oh. Amy. We're recording a podcast about Scream 2. Do you want to come down? Yeah, we're recording. This is on This is on the record. We yeah. can't strike this legally. No. Okay. okay so that's a pass from Amy. Amy, have you seen Scream 2? Okay, thank she you, Amy. Yeah. Nothing, to, nothing to contribute. I doubt that very much. Thank you. Because I respect Amy. <laughs> As a member of football club, oh, the best member. Well, I guess we're we're a triangle. We're like the Trinity of football club. We're like Trinity. Can I be Ghost? Okay, Holy Ghost. I meant we were like the character Trinity. What? 
She's Sarah Michelle Gellar. She called it. Oh, that's cool. She's never seen Scream. She, yeah. She dies horribly. <laughs> we were just talking about it. But anyway, so that, that's what I like about this movie. Like, yeah, you can close I'll the close door, the I guess. Door. Yeah, that way she doesn't hear you screaming. Ah! That all worked for me. Like, just the fact that he's having so much fun with this idea and finding different levels to play it out on. That that entertains me, and again, the whole thing where they're like, "I like it when of course it's the boyfriend." Like, you know, they go through that. Yeah, I just, yeah, I yeah. like that he's like, "Let's say we did this all over again in this repetitive way." What do these characters learn? What do they not learn? You know, when someone tries to copycat something, what does that mean? So we have we have Mickey copycatting Billy and Stu, and then we also have the fake stab director copycatting Wes Craven, and then we have I, I just I love that. It's and layered. It's, it's like an onion, much like an onion. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to bring it to a place that's, I don't know. So, like, you're talking about Wes loves movies, loves things. I think to me it's, like, he's making a copy of something to talk about something. And if I were to compare it to, say, like, I don't know, Jean-Luc Godard, who, like, also copied something, but his was so... And he did Scream 3, right? Right. I hope so. Yeah. God, that'd be fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> That would be really cool. Mm. Um, I just feel like, you know, comparing like Breathless to 30s Noir versus, you know, Scream to Halloween. Like, Let me just, for the record, say that I think Breathless is a better movie than no, Scream I'm not. I'm not trying to talk about yeah. which is better. I'm just saying like his version of satire and copying and using film is to like say, I like these elements, but I'm going to make it my own. And I know Wes is a fucking master. He's He created this shit. I just felt like Scream is so locked into being a commentary, a meta, that I never felt it become anything bigger than that. That's okay. that's where I got lost. I hear you. Yeah, I, I was just it, like, to me, like I just love the performances, and I, I'm just I'm uh, a 32 year old man on the record saying I'm invested in Officer Dewey and Gail Weathers' ongoing relationship. <laughs> yeah, I care about that. It works for me. Uh, I love Nev Campbell. I think she's fucking great in this. You, you forgot one thing about Billy Loomis. What? I fucking killed him. Yeah. That's so great fucking line. sick. That's a good line. I don't know. Like, you know by that also, point, I was... he continues the critique in this, because I love at the beginning that like Jada Pinkett Smith immediately is like, this is a white medium where white things happen, and I don't feel engaged in this, and this is fucking formulaic, and it just makes people misbehave, and then that plays out, and like, there's like a, I don't know, I, when you think about... I know that uh, obviously Ryan Johnson and us might not agree on everything because you did antagonize him accidentally, or at least you dragged him in, inevitably dragged him into a conversation about sequels that he joined in. But th- I mean, to it me, was like, the most cursory of joinings, he did like a barf emoji. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> if that's all you get from Ryan, it's like I don't know that I really did too much that's, to Ryan. That's true. He's quite uh, quite talkative, or was at least. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I love the Last Jedi for many of the same reasons I love Scream Two, where it's like, let's fucking so take a look at this. That's thing. a great comparison because here's what I think I really appreciate now about. I initially didn't like the Last Jedi, but I think now what I really like about it is that he's actively undoing what the first six, six, right, seven, the previous seven Star Wars. Movies. The only Star Wars movie I recognize is Han. No, it's. It's Pardon? Just, it's just solo. I mean, it you're is? of something else. I've been saying that for years. Well, it's only come out a few years ago. You can't have been saying it for that long. Where were you when you saw... I know exactly where I was. Solo. Fresh off a shift of the Greenway. Yeah. With a Starbucks to-go cup filled with a stout. Um, leaving halfway through because I sipped my stout away. 
Yeah. They got to keep the coaxium cold on the ship, on the train, the space train. Shut up. Um, so this Last Jedi is like, oh, Luke sucks. But he like, <laughs> it shows Luke sucking not to be just like, look how much Luke sucks. It's like, look how powerful a sucking Luke is when he actually acknowledges how shitty he is as a person. This movie was so stuck in the like, this, like, this shit sucks that I never got like, I never was uplifted by a new voice. I was like, let's just wallow in like sequel sequelism. But I, I totally disagree. I think Nev Campbell just gets badder ass and cooler. I love Sydney. Sydney's awesome. She's even more defiant. She's like, I love that. There's like, you know, talk about engaging with stereotypes, you know, so often women and slashers are seen, you know, just melting down over the stress and the anxiety. And right. she just kind of gets like badder and badder as the show as it yes. goes on, I think if which I, were- I love. So I think there is, in my mind, pretty evident commitment to character and commitment to there being like, that's again, it's like the one foot in, I am very interested in Sydney as a character and a person and the evolution of her as a, a young person living through trauma. And it's also, I understand that she's being used as a crowbar to tear apart aspects yeah. of like a genre. Yeah. And like, I think he does both. Cool. I love that. I'm actually, um, cause I'm a math, I'm a, I'm a chiller. I'm a boy's boy and I'm a man of graphs. And I feel like if you were to, graph the ratio of amount of screen time devoted to screaming especially by women the first movie is like here there's not that much screaming in yeah you wanted too. more women screaming uh no but this is took off of your point of like our main characters actually using the trauma that they have to stop being the typical like women in just dist- like damsel in distress and she's actually like fucking like you know what happened to the other guy i fucking killed that guy like she's screaming glass and i think that's you know in a mathematical way sort of beautiful and at the same time i was so appreciative that there were two extended sequences of courtney cox and nev campbell running down hallways unsuccessfully trying to open doors which oh. is one of my favorite oh. horror movie tropes and i love that he takes the time to add a solid 30 to 60 seconds of that in every chase scene i love that it's great yeah i just i don't have to say like i i this one felt darker and more controlled and grittier than the first one and I loved it. I, I really can't wait to watch it again. I had such a good time with it. I'm so excited for Scream 3. We had a, a, a list. Well, not a listener, but a friend who I talked to about Scream, which is like a listener. Wait, they don't listen to this? You're all my friends. Wait, who? Actually, they couldn't have listened to this yet because it hasn't been released yet. No, but yet. they don't listen at all? Maybe they listen. I'm not going to put them on the spot. I'm not going to blast them. I have too much respect for them. Kate. Do you want me to beep that out? Yeah. Um, What's the fucking time? But a, a friend of a friend said that Scream Four is their favorite Scream, which I would. I'm excited. I would be so, I'm just. I'm saying. I'm. I am not asking Manuel Dan. I'm really enjoying the series. That's nice. And my mem- my memories of three are that are weird enough that I, I'm excited to see three. So, so here's the thing. I watched Scream Two by myself with Wink. So I guess I wasn't alone. I had a nice time. Talking to you is not changing my answer, but it is making me more excited to watch Scream 3, but I'm, I am asking when will it end. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. No, it's okay. I don't have an illness. Okay. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm just, um, to me, the, uh, it's worn, it's, it's worn, it's welcome. It's a stinky fish f- 
friend, as Benjamin Franklin used to say. I don't think that's true. He used to say that. I don't think that's um, true. When your friend is a stinky fish man, you better not invite him to your friend to your house. Yeah, you're, I you're, think you're making that up. No, that's a Benjamin Franklin original. I saw it in Hamilton. So do you know who directed the deleted scenes, uh, the, 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 not the deleted scenes, the movie within a movie stab in the movie? Ooh, that's actually an interesting. Do you I'm, think it's you know, we're gonna the play director a game. Of, of Halloween? Or no, sorry, the director of Friday the 13th? It is not. Okay. Um, this is a 90s indie director who had a big hype narrative early on, and I think all of us are now pretty over it for any number of reasons. But 90s ah. hype director. I mean, not my mind in- goes to Miramax guys like Rodriguez. And- Nailed it. Robert Rodriguez. Yes. Um, it. Love it. <laughs> That's so interesting. It feels, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I'll, yeah, it's not a great move. Like, it's so much worse than Scream. It's so funny that they would get like someone, especially in 97, getting Rodriguez to do I that. I love it. That's fucking, that's powerful. But you, know, but you can tell they were like, just do, do a bad 100% one. a bad slasher movie. What would they do? And, and he doesn't. I love it. It's great. I would much rather watch Grindhouse than this again. I'm so sorry you feel that way. I, you I, are? I love no, I say I that love to make you feel bad. Too. I wanted us to share this emotional journey together, and now we're going separate ways, and that's okay. It is um, okay. That's what friends are for. Uh, did you notice when Randy switched accents when when Jamie Kennedy started doing a British accent? No, I loved it. It was no. great. <laughs> I thought that was a charming bit of a. I guess it was improv, but I loved it. <laughs> and I was like, "That's the Jamie Kennedy experience." I like that cell phones are are big. Uh, the call the call waiting joke was a or not call waiting caller ID joke was you know it's a funny ninety seven gag. But it's also you know it shows the emotional yeah, growth power. of uh, of Net, of uh, Nev Campbell's character Sydney. She's not afraid mm-hmm. no more. But do you think it's sort of like a, um, mm. I guess the opposite of a Dumbo's feather? Do you think when she is confronted with a call without caller ID, she gets a little spooked out? Do you think she's just hiding behind the shield of caller ID? In a way, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Yeah, that's true. I don't answer. So calls. Nev Campbell's doing Party of Five. Sarah Michelle Geller is doing Buffy. Courtney Cox is doing Friends. Jerry O'Connell. It's just nuts. Holy shit. I love it. Like, it's just such a cult fucking... Uh. And then Luke Wilson is Bobby. Yes, Luke Wilson playing fake. Bobby yeah, and yeah, Stab. Yeah, yeah, oh my awesome. God, I loved that. So we're mentioning cast members. I think it's time for you to fucking stop beating okay, around the bush and tell me trivia. tell me your okay. MVP. Well, man... Because this is you've listed all these characters. It's you so love. hard to choose. I think Wes Craven's my MVP. For no, this you can. I'm not letting you. I let you in the past. You cannot. It's not very, choose a not, character. Not very chill of you. Choose mm, a fucking character. Not very chill of you. I, I'm hiding. This is by human skin. You can see right now. Not chill. Choose a character. Yeah. Right now. Uh, no, I don't. You don't have to do it right now. I'm not going to. No. Okay. Uh, Please don't yell at me. Um, um, I, I can go if, if you need. No, some it's time. it's tough. It's tough for me because like. I could make, I think, fairly convincing arguments for yes, several characters that I really enjoy. Choose one. This is mm. okay. So when you go into the ballot box, you're confronted with Donald Trump Ooh. or Joe Biden, orange man or old man. You can choose. Like they both have oh man or oh man, wonderful qualities. But you have to choose one oh, of them. Man. Or orange. <laughs> oh man, orange man or old man. Right, both old men. 2020, orange man or old man? Dun, 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 dun. You gotta choose one. We've got 13 talking heads here to discuss orange man or old man. Yep. Well, they're both old, too. Yeah, but one of them looks great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I won't say who. Yeah, he's a bull king. Um, So both this and the original Scream were... uh, 
Fuck. So, okay. All There's right. So much good I, I want to hear your trivia, but okay. I, got, I think this is the moment you're talking about friends. Um, I, I, I love Courtney Cox in this movie. I think she's great. And she plays uh, Gail Weathers. Gail Weathers. I think like. Do you think that might be because you have a bit of a girl? Do you think girl? Do you think that might girl. be because you have a bit Are you of speaking a, French to me? We, we, do you think you have a bit of a tiny? I, I was watching a, a bit of French, of you. I was watching a little bit of French porn the other day, and the guy goes, "We," oui. and I was like, "All right." I'm out. They say I, I'm out of it. <laughs> they say we. Oui. Oui. He says we. Oui. Like, That's okay, so funny. This makes sense, and it is I know, but like so not. I love it. It really is a mood killer. We, 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 Madame. Mais oui. Oui. I was like, uh, no. Great. That's French for Bastille. No. <laughs> um, choose one. Orange Man, Old Man. Choose one. Uh, I'm going with Courtney Cox. She's great. I okay. love her. And you're a journalist. You're I'm an a award- journalist. You're an award-winning. Award-winning when are you going to write your book? Uh, which one? N- the There's first the, one. <laughs> well, I'll do one book about like the goriest crimes I've covered. Just like oh, the wow, ones yeah, actually, most soaked in ichor and, you know, the most actually, tra- traumatic, horrifying things. I'll dig up all the old details and notes I couldn't publish on air just as like, you know, the, the sickest, darkest things I've ever encountered in this job. <laughs> book two will be celebrity anecdotes what about where i share some food. behind food can we do a food book or i'm sorry i don't know why i got like involved. a cookbook for us <laughs> yeah. the when will it end cookbook yeah that'll be nice oh we could recreate meals from i'm sure thousands uh, what of if we did a youtube channel where we recreated meals from pop culture yeah can you imagine how successful that would be we do the the fucking episode where we do the tom popo egg, egg oh the egg, tom popo egg, egg thing have you not seen tom popo nope isn't it called Tom? Popo? We can do the the uh, in in uh, Point Break. Is it Chili Dogs? I don't give know, but two. I'm having two of them. Give me two. I'm having two. I'm yeah. so hungry, I can eat the ass end of a rhino. Sure, rhinoceros. I I'm not. I'm vegan. But if it's a vegan rhino, it's a faux rhino. Why are you eating the ass of a rhino? The whole nose ass part. end of a rhino. I'm I'm just you know trying to channel Busey, man. That's a good channel. The Buse. You think he's got a YouTube? Did you watch I'm with Busey? Mm-mm. That was an insane show, and I watched it as a what kid. What year was? Oh, it was a kid show. Two thousand two or two thousand three. It was not a kid show. It was just on Comedy Central, and no, I could watch it. When you were it. a kid, yeah. um, I was like, yeah, I was, I was in my. Uh, it was after Plane Day, so it must have been strange. Yeah, America wasn't ready for Gary B. C. Davis television show until the shared national trauma of nine eleven. Yeah, at which point we all said, you know oh, what, well, Gary, you know, terrorists win if you don't get your own. Get fucking a twenty show. minute show on Comedy Central. God, Do people still watch. We were watching. Survivor last night. I'm not no spoilers. What do you mean for the? I don't, I don't know if you. This is going to air. No, no, I wasn't sure if you've. Yeah, watched I've watched. It. Are okay. you kidding me? Woohoo! So good. Woohoo! This so is good. the best season in I, a long time. I just, part of my whole thing with people's reaction to 41 is that the game changes, and it usually takes a little bit of time yes. for everyone to catch up to the new pace of the game. Exactly. If you're still hating on quote unquote new Survivor after. Last night's episode. Just stick your just head in the fuck bucket. Off. Yeah, yeah. Like, get your head in the to bucket. To watch Cody and Carla over two episodes navigate the same challenge in ways that could not be more different. Yes, and then to to see like I I before season episode three, Gabler was a man I would you know as a chiller destroy. <laughs> but watching him react to the pet killers news. Okay, hold on. I fucking am like I'm I just want to push I'm back. A, I'm a ga- listeners I'm a- of the show don't know that you are incorrectly besmirching a good man, a man we call Sammy. When you he think does of pet killer, kill 
pets. Okay. He takes dead pets <laughs> and <laughs> burns them. He burns them to dust. <laughs> yeah. Um, Put him in a little box. Uh, that whole dynamic between what El- Ellie? No, what's her Ellie? Name? Ellie, the psychologist who overplays her hand yes. so dramatically. Ellie Gabler and um, Peck guy. What's his name? Pete Peck guy. No, the Peck killer. Pet burner. Sammy. He's not Sammy. a pet killer. He burns them. Yeah. Um. That was wonderful. I'm just fucking having so much fun. But Great the reason season. why I'm talking about it is that we watch ads now for shit like. Just shows on CBS, like better. What was it called? <laughs> Thank oh, God. God. So help me, Todd. Yeah. It's like, I'm obsessed with watch? So Help Me, Todd. You're talking about like Friends and Buffy it and all stars these... Marsha Gay Harden, and I guess her son sucks or something. <laughs> like, do people watch 20 minute <laughs> CBS shows? It's like, no, those are like 45. That's, those oh, are that's a 42 ones. minute yeah, one. I think so. Yeah. It's like, that, yeah, that one's like, it's crazy. Like, people, mu- millions of people must still watch like Chuck. And is shit. that true? I don't think anyone remembers. Chuck. I don't. I do. Maybe Chuck was my name. Not, I didn't watch it at the time, but like, there's no way that like Gen Z is like, you know what? I want to watch this <laughs> Best Buy fucking marketing. But do people like people must watch the Equalizer? Can you mention the balls of Best Buy? <laughs> like, <laughs> was that was the whole thing? I thought that was the sh- the store. I know. I'm saying, isn't he like a tech squad tech? Geek? I have no idea. He's I just mean, Chuck to me. Just Chuck. Yeah. God, and then there was another show, but it was just about a white guy. Oh yeah, I'm trying to remember it. Oh yeah, sure. I remember the star? He looks like Colin Hanks, but he's not Colin Hanks. I'm not sure who that it was is. A show called like Greg <laughs> or something. Was, and that, you know and what? It, I'm gonna. I'm. I know a lot of powerful filmmakers have chosen the name of character as the title, but to me, cop out. Never seen it. I had Doctor Strangelove. That's one of them. I know Batman. Cop out. That's one of them. Cop out. I haven't seen Cop Out. Is that a guy in the movie? No, it's a. It's a. Uh, the Last Jedi. Because they're talking about. You that's know. fine. No, you got to name them. I'm saying Serpico. I'm saying Hoo-ah! I hate the city. It's that's, corrupt. We got to do a bonus on the uh, scent of a woman. We gotta. Yeah, we gotta. So you're you're saying on the record you will we watch gotta. it with me. We gotta. Yeah, it's only three and a half hours. We long. gotta. I gotta. Bradley, <laughs> you gotta eat your wife's pussy. <laughs> I can't believe they gave him an Oscar. Oscar. Get this man That's an the Oscar. Most insane thing in the world. He was rude at a dinner banquet. Get I'm this blind. man an Oscar. I'm horny and blind. Hua. Yeah. Yeah. Hua. Yeah. Remember the, the repentant Hua is the best yeah. one. Yeah. Hua. <laughs> we got to do it. We got to do it for our fans. I wonder, do other countries know about Scent of a Woman? Yeah, they must. It's an so? Oscar winner. Can you imagine there's like someone like in Estonia who's seen like three American movies? And what we should do is, is the we Oscar should... award winning Scent of a Woman. We should watch the Estonian dub and see what like the Estonian Robert De Niro or not De Niro. Oh, can I bum you out really hard? Have you followed all the Disco Elysium mm-hmm. drama? Yeah. I mean, because of you. Right. Yeah. Uh, really heartbreaking. That sucks. Really heartbreaking. You know what? In terms of franchises i'm ready to ask when will it end on disco elysium well i mean I, I the thing is like and in listeners i think this does dovetail nicely and again not to date this too much but we're getting pretty close to the release date all things considered uh, essentially yep. the team behind disco elysium which i don't want to speak for charles i would say is the best game of the, of the 21st century i don't think there's a better video game i've played in this century uh, was slay the spire <laughs> Well, Slay the Spire is like the Omega. That's like ground. That's <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's the firmament upon which sure, all else is created. Is built. But for but no, I, I actually do agree with you. For narrative games that are not uh, Ooh, wait, yeah, it's a it's a there's a couple of tight ones, but I would say Last of Us is fucking incredible, which and, you probably and, haven't and played. Even if you don't agree with us, you can see by the example Charles has chosen, this is up yeah, there. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. It's insane. There's literally no other game like it. It's like someone made socialist Baldur's Gate. Which mm-hmm. is like literally my it's a wet dream. Party of one, and it's a party of one. Yeah, 
uh, and the scripted things are better than the non-scripted things, which never is true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so basically, it, it came out of this like socialist Estonian like collective of essentially non-video game players, like failed novelists or guys in prog bands. That's the same guy in this case. A million words of text, like nothing about this should have worked. It sounds like a a fucking joke. Like an Estonian old like old school pc american rpg with a million words of text that's about mostly socialism and it's like literally that i think in contention for the best game i've ever played yeah definitely um, and Absolutely. so in its heart in its amazing critique of capitalism it then was bought out by amazon or something and then they liquidated the original estonian people who have now fully dissolved their collective and don't exist anymore and been scattered to the winds because this process has been so damaging and now an entirely new team is writing the sequel oh my God. it's an unmitigated catastrophe though uh, the thought of a beautiful communist collective being scattered to the wind does sound nice. Yeah. That's the way they should go. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Communism is beautiful. So um, I earlier said that I believe uh, Courtney Cox and Gail Weathers are my MVP. I almost want to change it to Cece and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Well, I you don't have scene. to because that's who I'm choosing. You're choosing her? Yeah. Touch, touch me. Touch me. I think it's nice when we choose different ones just to spread the love. Um, and uh, she... The opening scene was my favorite scene. Yeah, and I would say I would say I want to give her death honorable my... mention to Jada and Omar, yeah, who are phenomenal. Awesome. And Omar might be my MVD because that's so fucking sick. It's like so such funny. a stupid awesome. Wait, I hear um huh? something. Oh, I hear something sexual happening in a bathroom. <laughs> if you put your ear on the wall of a public restroom, you deserve to die. Yeah, you better. I'm I sorry. mean, honestly, if you don't get stabbed in the brain, you're going to get some fucking awful infection. If and you die are at home. capable of only touching your penis over the course of going into a bathroom, that's how you should be doing it. You should be touching Wait, nothing. from the door? Yeah, like push the door open with your foot. You're touched because you're already touching your penis. No. I'm saying people, the whole washing your hands after you pee thing is cr- a crazy fallacy. Because if you've done it right, no, the one thing you've touched is the cleanest part of your body. Right, but here's the, I understand the argument. It's like the the towel thing. Like if if I'm, if I, after I take a shower, I, I use a towel when I'm at my cleanest, I should never need to wash my towel. That's also not true. You got to wash the towel. Right. And the same reason you got to wash your hands because, you know, you've touched your penis I'm assuming. I have. Your penis has bacteria that is healthy on your penis. But not healthy. But not healthy in your eyes. Sometimes I think we are doing good work on the show. Yeah. People really are going to benefit from this. So there's different places for that. And you shouldn't have it on your hands because it isn't great to put it somewhere else. I stand before you a chastened man. A chastened man? Yeah. I don't want that. No, a chastened man. I'm Pete Buttigieg's husband now. Ooh. What about a chiller? Can I convince you to become a chiller with me? I don't believe. Do it. Do it now. Chill out, my friend. The thing about you non-chillers, you're a virus. Slightly aggravated. <laughs> uh, my MVP and MVD go to the same person. Bum, bum, bum. Sarah. CC, Michelle, Michelle Geller. Yeah, thrown off the roof, uh, fucking brutal, and uh, great, like, the best version, I think, for me of Scream 2. And I'm actually very happy that we didn't talk about how much I didn't like Scream 2, because that was my personal experience. I'd much rather bask in your enjoying it. Yeah, I would say uh, I'm right on this one, and Charles is wrong, and Scream 2 is perfect. Oh, I, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but... I certainly would. I certainly would. I'd take it to the limit. I'd take it to the edge. One more time. Yeah. 
please. So what I said, I didn't really say. I, I, I'm going to give Omar my best death. I yeah. love that yeah, first yeah, death yeah. of the movie, and it couldn't be fucking sillier. But so then, funny. Honestly, Jada Pinkett Smith's death is also fucking amazing. Yeah, and it's good that they're like the news is like everyone thought it was just a big gag. It wasn't. Whoops. That's yeah, what you think it. about the ending being like his whole thing. I thought it was funny. That's the thing is I like I enjoyed the thing. I just didn't enjoy the movie, but him being like his whole thing, just like I want to be a guy. I get caught, and then I use the defense that movies made me violent, and then he just That's immediately gets blown away. It's, it's just so... it's the whole the 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 fact that he's just like a fucking shitty narcissist, entitled narcissist rules. Like, what do you think? What, I mean, in the first you... movie, the idea is like it's scary because like why it's just meaningless nihilistic carnage, and this sort one's of. like. I mean, it turns out to not be though, because you know her mom was fucking his dad and caused his family to break apart well sure but i'm saying like that's still but yeah i see what you're saying it was like this one's more like you know what happens to horror shitty fucking entitled narcissists co-opt it to try to just gratify themselves at the expense of everyone else right so I, i think that's like i in my mind if the question is is the sequel adding more dimension to this franchise to me this on many levels, emotional, structurally, conceptually, and in sheer quality, I think past all those with flying colors. I love. Wow, it. you hear that? Yeah, especially from a Hampshire grad who doesn't even believe in passing. Yeah, I just like that in this movie, everyone tries to not get killed, and it doesn't really work. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, to me, you've convinced people, Thank listeners, you. that this movie is I've um, done it worth a watch. And next, I'll eat pizza. <laughs> um, it's it's gonna be good. I hope. Yeah, me too. But yeah, um, so we, um, um, we, um, we've done. We, we did it. The MVP, MVD. We did win. What ends? You did pretty good. We can just stop. I think Reese Witherspoon and Alicia Silverstone were considered for the role of CC. Wes Craven submitted eight different cuts to the M- uh, MPAA before it was passed. Oh I think God. what he did was he made it as violent as possible, knowing that they would leave in most of it. And then uh, there was like a script leak at one point. Oh, so they'd wow. like rewrite the script. I don't know. Everything about this is so funny. Yeah. Um, Dewey is played by David Schwimmer in Stab. Though we do not see David Schwimmer playing Dewey, I would what? love to. Remember, he mentions that where yeah, they're complaining he does. about who played who. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I that love was funny. the Luke Wilson cameo we alluded to earlier. Yeah. It's so funny. It's perfect. I love that. I so I guess for me, the leaving of the episode will be. I think one thing that this has done well is I really, even though this felt very formulaic for me, I do not know where this is going to go. So I'm, ex- I'm even though I've asked when will it end, I'm not really that. I don't. I wouldn't care if I never saw Scream Three, but since I have to, since you're going to make me, I'm pretty interested to see what Wes thinks up next. Okay, I love that. That's good yeah. energy. Um, Toby Maguire was offered the role of Mickey, which would have been amazing. Wait, Mickey is um, Oliphant. Yeah. Um, but I want before I've never we go. Seen an I just want to say this. I love and I, and I know like I've this seen is. An oil... Sorry, just feeling Sammy right then. Who played the acting teacher? See, that's what I was going to say was in the so first good. minute. Is if this movie had been made after 2012, they would have fucking blasted in a cameo for the for the no both, that's, that's someone both the acting t- no sorry I was thinking of the the film student teacher the film professor not the film professor yeah 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 the acting teacher who, but I feel like that scene would have been led by a cameo and I'm glad it wasn't the students did well um, Jamie Kennedy also really good in this I just want to um, say I, I feel like I can't man. I can't give it to Jamie Kennedy because I don't believe uh, that's fair. Well, um, let's see here. Roger Jackson back as the voice. We love him, but who played the teacher? I'll find it. Let's see. Don't get off your phone, you silly boy. 
Kevin Williamson, the screenwriter, played Cotton's interviewer. Love that. Good stuff there. Honestly, I truly believe that. David uh, Warner. He's in stuff. As Gus Gold. He's um, in stuff. He was in Tron. He played the guy in Tron. Hell yeah. Yes. Laurie Metcalf is in this in rules. Dwayne Martin's in this in rules. He was in Straw but Dogs. I, I love that. Okay. The fact that Wes wow. fits oh, in. Actually. That guy that I just said. Forgot his name already. Was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. The Secret of the U's. We have a verse crossover. <laughs> That was a terrible movie. <laughs> Boy, yeah. that one sucked. That was bad. Uh, no, I know that it could be a little on the nose and a little corny, but I love that you know Sydney is in the play within the movie, which I love. Yeah. And I love that you know. It, oh, here's he, a play where everyone is masked and about to kill you, which is wonderful. So fucking great. so good. Yeah, and then just the simple fact that like she obviously, like a lot of people, is pushed into this place of playing this this truth teller and this truth holder, and and I love that. I don't know. I, that just really works for me. I think Wes Craven loves Sydney, and I love Sydney too. And, well, uh, you know, I'm happy. Campbell. I like it when you're happy. Good. Let's eat pizza. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>